Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. I guess it's on. How's this? You can hear me pretty well. Wow. Um, is that too loud? Um, up here, sitting up here with me is Janet Keyes, who's a member of our community and a, a longtime practitioner and a good friend. And um, she's going to be sharing the evening with me uh, as you'll see how it unfolds. Hello. So I want to um, start with this letter that uh, I found out about um, one of the groups that I, that I uh, am involved with, that I, I meet with once a month, the Dedicated Practitioners group from DPP 1 and 2, and Janet is in that group. And uh, one, of the, one of the people there said that um, she was just so moved by this letter that a friend of hers, uh, her daughter, received after drawing a picture and writing a letter to Barack Obama saying how much she was rooting for him and liked him, um, not expecting to get anything back. And this is dated October 24th, 2008. He probably was doing a couple of things that day. but um, <laughs> And I have a, a sense probably he wrote this, I would imagine, I can't imagine just being to Audrey. You know, hopefully there were many young children that wrote to him and maybe got the same word, these same words of wisdom, but I haven't seen it anywhere. It hasn't gone viral, but maybe it will now. Um, I was thinking maybe we could even uh, um, post it, post a link on the website just to, uh, or just to have it there. It's pretty cool. Uh, Audrey lives in El Cerrito, and her mom said she's delighted to share this with anybody who wants to here. Dear Audrey, <clears throat> thank you for your kind words and for your support. I'm impressed with your interest in politics, especially at your young age. I encourage you to visit my website to learn more about my campaign <laughs> and my policies. I hope you will always be an active participant in the world around you and that you will seize every opportunity to make the world better. Creating change and making the world better is not always easy, and you will probably find in your life that it is more comfortable to ignore injustices that don't affect you directly. Don't take that comfortable road. Challenge yourself to make a difference. If you don't already know what it means, I want you to look up the word empathy in the dictionary. 
I believe we don't have enough empathy in our world today. And it is up to your generation to change that. I leave you with three bits of advice that will make your life more fulfilling. Look out for other people, even when it does not directly benefit you. Strive to make a difference everywhere you go. And get back up every time you're knocked down. Thanks again for letting me share these thoughts with you. Seeing young people like you who care about making things better inspires me and gives me great hope about the future of our country. Sincerely, Barack Obama and his signature is on it. Pretty cool. That's our leader. That could be the end of the talk right there. <laughs> Not much else to say, and, uh, but we will. And uh, it's something also to keep in mind that you know, the Dharma talks, some of the best Dharma talks are not deep metaphysical concepts, but just go straight to the heart and remind us of what's really important. And his message of making the world a better place, he somehow has communicated that. And that's what, that's what got him elected after two years in, in the Senate because he has uh, inspired so many to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Because it's so nourishing, it's so fulfilling, it's so freeing to step out of our own small, reality, meaningful reality, the only one that, the only movie that we're in, but to open it up and see that you're part of something bigger and to feel the joy of being part of something bigger and that we can co-create a better world and give each other energy and support just by aligning together and um, bringing out the best in each other. That's what, that's, what he, that's what his gift is, letting us know we're all in this together. He was a community organizer. And I say that with great reverence. And he is a community organizer, just the larger community. There's no bounds to the organizing. And it's, it's, it's just uh, um, mind-boggling to think about organizing and aligning so many 
with a shared vision of making the world a better place. So this is something that's not new to Buddha Dharma, as Gay was saying so uh, so beautifully before about taking refuge in the in the three jewels: the the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And I think most people probably know those. That's what we say in the chanting. Sangha, taking refuge in the Sangha, taking refuge in community, taking refuge in organized community, that we're not alone. It was just it was so beautiful seeing Alexa and, and, and Joe and saying, hey, young adults, we're getting a sangha together. Come and join us. And all the, the various groups and connections that are in this room, join us, be part of us. I remember when I was first um, being introduced to the Dharma, actually before I was introduced to the Dharma, when I, when I first read Be Here Now, I've mentioned that many times, that book that changed my life, and I read Be Here Now, I picked it up and I said, oh my goodness, I'm not alone. That was my, that was my first overarching thought, you know, I'm not alone. Other people, he's saying just, just like it's, it was for me, I can't believe it. And then, and then starting to meet other like-minded friends who, who felt that way. And the, just the healing power that comes when we realize that we're not alone. You know, think about when you're really having, going through a hard time, when you're in crisis, when you're either scared or you're sick or just confused or down, what do you do? You turn to somebody. You turn to somebody so you don't feel quite so alone. And the healing that comes from that, from just being with somebody and knowing you're not alone, that's often all we need to get through, isn't it? I think about when we come to the end of our life. Yeah, you've, perhaps you've done this, imagined what it would be like your last your last uh, moments at your at the end of your life, who you'd want there. How many people have ever done that? Imagined. Not that many. Well, it's a good thing to do, especially if you got some good friends in your life and say, "Oh yeah, well, that what that's what makes it all all a difference when you're going through the diciest times to just have good friends." So the Buddha talked about community a lot. As I said, one of the three jewels. And I want us to explore a little bit tonight, and Janet's going to help us explore, uh, just uh, what community means to you, what sangha means to you. Now, there are a number of different sanghas right here in this room. There's this greater collective sangha. There's small groups of friends, and you probably have your own sangha or community that's not here in this room. People that you turn to that you can uh, feel that support and connection. So I want to just uh, first ask you to reflect for a moment, 
you might close your eyes and ask yourself, what does sangha or what does community, if, if, that's, if sangha isn't a word that you use, what does community mean to you? Where do you find it in your life? And what do you get from being part of community? And perhaps if you are longing for community, what would you long for? So you can reflect on both the, the, the grace, the gratitude that you might feel for your community and what you get from it, or what you would long for if you are wishing for more. And now, what I'd like you to do, just so you're participating, we're all participating in this, is uh, just to turn to somebody near you. It could be two or it could be three people. And just talk for a few minutes, maybe about uh, oh, five or seven minutes or so, on uh, just what community is to you. So you're bringing that to our uh, further discussion that follows that. So please do that right now.
Just another couple of minutes. Maybe that's... uh, Okay. You can thank your partner and uh, come on back. Just take a moment first to uh, go inside and notice what your experience is right now. Okay, so um, before we go on and Janet um, shares her piece, uh, let's just check in and, and see some thoughts. What does community mean to you or anything that came up from that reflection and discussion? Is this? Yeah. Hi, I'm Leslie, and um, I was just discussing here with Anastasia. Uh, the first thought that came up about community was uh, people with whom I, I can feel totally authentic. And um, I was saying how, my, I, although I've been in Berkeley in, in out for ages, my community is scattered because Berkeley is sort of a transient place, and my dearest closest spiritual friends are far away. Mm -hmm. And the idea of community has been something that has been on my mind so much of late. Mm. And I haven't, I've been here just very sporadically through the years. Mm -hmm. And I've been here for about a year. And to come out tonight and hear it is about community, I thought, well, serendipitous, (laughs) magical. So thank you. Some other thoughts briefly um, on community. My name is Kate, and what came up for me is this realization that um, having community within community is really important to me. Um, Just finding people that are just so like-minded and um, my peers is really important to me. And somehow that brings a lot of support and safety so that I can then act um, and be kind of inspired or held within the larger communities. Um, so that was something I'd never thought of before, at least thought in that context. So that was kind of neat. Mm, thank you. Anyone else? Yeah. 
one more. Hi, I'm Sarah. Um, it's interesting. I, I work in a, as a teacher, and uh, we every year embody one specific word that we try for the children and for the teachers to kind of focus on. And this year is community. And um, so when that was brought up, um, before I've always thought of community as just the intimate family and friends and people you can rely and trust completely and fully and honestly. But because of what's been happening now and with the world, I look at it in a much larger view. And I think for me, it's absolutely beautiful to you know, walk along the streets and smile at people and see that they are smiling back and just, I don't know, just I'm feeling so much love and, I don't know, I'm happy. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's my community. Mm -hmm. Thanks. There's a little bit more smiling lately, isn't there? <laughs> isn't that, and it's like, well, we were talking about last week, like it's unleashing yeah. all of this, this urge to connect. Oh, we are in this together. How wonderful. Thank you. So, one more, Claudia. Um, I, you know what? What I realized community was for me to a great extent is inclusion, and um, like Lisa, is that what your name is? Sarah. Sarah, like Sarah was saying, you know, that's kind of what's kind of been generated um, with the election, and it's what um, Obama is talking about: is people. You know, he can't do it alone. You know, he needs people to help, you know, to volunteer, to be, you know, part of the community and to be part of inclusion. So, um, you know, it kind of ties into it all. Yeah. It's in the air. So, thank you. So, um, I want to mention, actually, the, the last planning committee we just had a meeting on on Sunday, and we were talking about community and talking about, well, who are we uh, anyway? And uh, um, one of the things that came up thanks, was, um, you know, are we serving the needs of this community? What is, what is this, this community out of many communities that you might be in? And maybe you're new today, uh, but you are in this community right now. Um, what... Uh, what do we want, and what are our needs, and what are our possibilities of helping each other make a difference in the world, whether it's activities that we do here together or ones that we can support each other doing out in the world. Uh, and uh, there was a uh, suggestion, and I think we'll do it, to have a, um, on the website, uh, and also to let everybody know, um, we're going to put out a survey to, on, uh, through one of the, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with SurveyMonkey, which is a very simple way to get a lot of input collated at once. Uh, I use them a lot these days. Just to find out what's out there, what, what people want and, uh, and what visions and ideas we have. Um, and uh, just serendipitously, uh, Janet, who, who comes to the meetings on Sunday usually, but she uh, wasn't there this, this last Sunday, um, uh, 
and I were talking, and uh, we've been thinking about doing doing this for uh, for a while, and this just feel, felt like the right timing. Um, Janet, as I said, I've known her for many years uh, as a longtime practitioner and through the dedicated practitioner program, um, and I've always uh, appreciated and enjoyed. Um, not only your dedication, but your your wisdom and the way you articulate so um, uh, heartfully and skillfully um, visions that have inspired me. So it's nice to have you here. And uh, <coughs> she has uh, gone through last uh, last few years. She went through the uh, chaplaincy program that Gil Fransdell, uh set up down in the, the peninsula and was very inspired by that. And, and I've referred people who are going through really hard times who want some support to, uh, to Janet. And she's been there for uh, some, in, in such a beautiful way for some, uh, some relationships like that. She knows how to be there for people. And she had a, a vision for us as a community too that uh, I wanted her to, to share as we explore together the different possibilities. So I'll give this to you now. Must be on, right? Okay. Just uh, do it the other way so it's so it's facing. All right. Sorry for all the muffling noises. Can I hold that? Thank you. <laughs> um, so I I uh, what James didn't mention, and he's such a modest man. Um, I took James's beginning meditation class, as I was telling Rose from James. 21 years ago, and uh, it changed my life. The Dharma has changed my life. I, I took to practice fairly easily, um, and I was a very dedicated practitioner on my own for many years, and then I started doing retreats, and I really liked that too. I think retreats are just fabulous. Um, but after about 15, 16 years, I realized that it wasn't enough to just do it on my own or in retreat, that I needed to start giving something back. And that that was the blossoming of the Dharma in me, to, to have the Dharma flowing through me and, and then going back out into the community. So I, I took the chaplain uh, training program, as James mentioned. It's a wonderful program. And it, it really teached, uh, teached me. It teached me how to, um, how to be with myself and with other people in situations where there was absolutely no rules and, and no idea. I found myself one time standing outside of a hospital door, someone's room, and realizing that when I walked through the door, I would have no idea who was on the other side. But better than that, I didn't know who was going in the door. And that, to me, was the, tr the, the really finest expression of the Dharma. So at the end of the program, we were uh, the, the students in, in the program were t sitting around talking about what we were going to do with these skills that we had learned. 
And um, there are various places to do chaplaincy work in hospitals and prisons and juvenile facilities. And um, I had worked in a hospital and I had really gotten a lot from it. But what I, what I really was, was interested in was doing Sangha chaplaincy. And wh why that came up for me is that we were, m most of us are old, not only old students, but older students. And we're coming to that time in our lives when we're facing sick, old age sickness and death. And it's not a concept anymore. It's actually, you know, pretty close. And our, you know, our parents are dying and sometimes our children are dying and sometimes we're dying. And so it, it becomes really uh, much closer. And I remembered um, as I was growing up, my mother was a Christian scientist, which is a kind of a, a splinter religion, just an odd religion. And we were considered a little odd because you know they don't do doctors and they don't do hospitals, they don't do any of that stuff. Um, the reason that I mention it is that my mother had an extremely rich spiritual life and I believe that she was able to do that because she was really supported by her community. And it was a very small church and every member who came was precious and nobody walked in the door without five people talking to them. And everybody uh, who wanted to have a home had a home in that church. And, and they, did, they didn't do very many social things because they were, you know, like we are, busy, had lives. They had to drive to this church. But there was a, there was a feeling that, that people w understood one another, they understood one another's personal lives, and that they were really there to support one another. So that's kind of my vision for... Um, for community and for this sangha. And this sangha has done a lot of things to start creating community. M many things that, that uh, Gay talked about in the newsletter and many things that you probably know about. And so my, my vision is just to sort of like widen it out a little bit and to make it a little more um, comprehensive. So I have this vision which I just want to share with you and then, and then I really want to ask you to tell me what your what those experiences are that you've had that that you would that you would love to find here or in the sangha that you come to so my idea is that is that it's sort of like cradle to grave and that if you if you're a young parent and you have kids there's some place to take your kids while you come to sangha and there's a place there's something that the kids can do there's something for young people there's something for us middle-aged and older people there's 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 little communities, little groups, maybe sitting groups, maybe um, uh, the, the larger Kalyanamita groups, where you find people who really resonate with you. As someone was saying, you want someone that you can really talk to, that you really understand you and your, and your dilemmas and your concerns. Um, I have an idea of, of the, that the people who have been practicing for a long time also want to give something back. So I think of a mentoring program where somebody new coming or who's new to practice um, looks for a mentor and there, are, and there are many people who are willing to mentor them in their practice, helping people deepen their practice. And I think anybody who's been involved with service knows that you get just as much back from helping someone as you do by, as, as they may get from your help. So let's see if there's anything I've forgotten to mention here. Um, yeah, a few things. Um, 
so that in, for people in times of, of crisis, whether it's a family crisis or a sickness, that, that there are, there's people to help them. If, if you need meals, if you need somebody to help you shop, if you need rides to the dentist, I mean the doctor, you know, there are people to help that, that, that want to do that. And, and, you, and you feel held by that when you're in crisis. We had a member of the Sangha who had some surgery and she was brave enough to ask for help, and the the help was overwhelming, and she and it really it really made an enormous difference to her, that all she really had to do was ask, and people were there. So I I like to imagine that we could do that for anybody in this room who needs something, um, and and who could be brave enough to step forward and ask for it. Um, and. There's also that whole issue of like, well, you know, what about the rituals of life? You know, what about my baby and welcoming the baby to the community or my marriage or, or my, my funeral? I mean, those are things that, that also a saga can provide for one another. Um, and and the, the work that I like to do is to, as James mentioned, is to be with people when they're in health crisis or facing end of life, facing their end of life and just to be able to be with someone in that situation without any uh, agenda, just, just being with people. So I feel like there's a lot of energy now, you know? I mean, we are suddenly hopeful again, and we're looking for opportunities to, to make a difference, as, as Barack has, has told Audrey and us through Audrey. So what I what I wouldn't like if if you could do what we just did only make it a little more um, personal, like what kinds of things you would like to see for yourself, and also what kinds of things you might like to be involved in, helping. So if is that is that clear? So if you yeah so if you just sort of you know close your eyes again and. And, um, and go into yourself and just a ask yourself, what, what's your deepest uh, wish from a sangha, from this sangha? And again, if you could turn to somebody close to you and, and talk among yourselves a little bit about what that what it was that you, you felt in your experience. Okay, they talk.
okay, finish up. And for a moment, uh, just take a moment once again, go inside and feel what it's like to um, connect with another about possibilities of community. Would somebody like to share what they were talking about? Their vision, yep. Alexa. Uh, Rondi and I are both talking about this and getting really excited, but what we wanted is a community space where that was just for this Sangha, where you could go and sit any time of the day. Um, all the different activities going on with the little sanghas could have access to it and just be seeing people come and go on a daily basis in a space that really felt like it was ours that we could use. And yeah. My name's Owen, and I'll out myself. I'm new here today. I, mm. I didn't raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> we got you now. Oh, hi. <laughs> um, I appealed to me the as I spoke um, the idea of a very strong core spiritual practice combined with service work of kind of using that as fuel to move out into the world and make action happen. Um, and just that mutual support and that and not feeling so alone as an individual, but all together, that collective energy. Thank you, yeah. Right behind you, Ron. I, I would like um, some time during our gatherings for people to bring concerns, like, <coughs> and things to celebrate. You know, if someone has a family member who's ill, just for the rest of the Sangha to know and then express their um, caring according to you know, just how they feel, um, you know, whether they just want to send silent loving kindness or, or s offer specific support to the person. I just would, would like us to be a community that shares important um, events um, and concerns. Hi, I'm Carrie, and I think I would really like to see more inclusion of, of family, um, children, and um, maybe partners who aren't part, part of the Sangha, parents, um, 
it's more of a more of an all-inclusive family atmosphere that I think would for me really add to the the community feel I'm Stephanie, and this is my second time here. Mm. So, so I beat you by one. Mm. Um, we were talking in our group about sort of, it came up that there are days when we all come here when we're sort of, when we have a lot of resources to bring, and other days that we don't. And that we might be coming to sort of, uh, you know, well, that we're coming from different places. And I just was thinking of, it would sort of be lovely, I think, to match up in dyads where you had a resourced person and someone who was sort of looking for some resources. <laughs> um, that that might be, because at any given time in a community, you know, there's sort of a give and take that goes back and forth, I think, fairly naturally. But it would be nice to facilitate that a bit more directly. Just a few minutes, I think. Um, I don't know, five or ten minutes where, I mean, it would obviously maybe involve some a bit of rearranging, but, you know, to match up in small groups or <coughs> dyads where there were people that were sort of just needing to work through some stuff and other people that just felt wanting to be on the other side of that practice. Because I think I often, you know, get so much out of listening. I just feel like it's, a, you know, a gift. And likewise, coming and just needing needing to be listened to. Mm -hmm. Right. Is it on? It's mm -hmm. on. Um, it just came to me. It just came to me right when you asked, "Was there anything else?" So it isn't anything I talked to anyone about. But um, what just flashed in my mind was maybe a special interest group within the sangha. Like if there's a certain, um, what I won't want to say problem, but just a special interest group where maybe some people are. I don't know whether it's gay or lesbian or I'm just pulling things out of my head. Um, whatever, some type of interest group people have or some kind of lifestyle where they can get together and discuss that but bring the Dharma into it and have it be focused, spiritually focused. Thank you. 
Thank you. So I have one more thing to say, which is that this has been a big setup for all of you. Um, <laughs> I'm having a meeting at my house on Tuesday to, to further explore this and to get some energy going in the community for people who have ideas and who are willing to do some, some work around it. And I'd really love to invite anybody who would like to come. It's at 7 o'clock. There's a flyer this color out in the back table and some up here on the floor. I'd really welcome you to come and to bring your energy and your ideas and your commitments. Thank you. So, so this is, this is, the, so this is the, the start of, if you've gotten some, something stirred up, what did he, he say? Yeah. Look out for other people. Strive to make a difference everywhere you go. Get back up every time you're knocked down. <clears throat> make a difference in the world. And we can make a difference in our community just supporting each other. Whether or not it's right here at Berkeley Insight or that you find yourself nourished enough to go out and do other things in your life, I really uh, encourage if you're free and want to participate to help create something really special to take this community to another level. I've been at many meetings at Janet's house and she fortunately can hold about, oh, 25 or more people there in a really beautiful living room, sacred space that we've spent many, many a group in. So um, just consider that. And if you can't come on Tuesday, um, keep in mind the vision that you've had and uh, when we get that survey up, which I think I'd like to do within this next week, uh, give us your ideas. Let's not just say, oh, those were good ideas. Let's really see about making something happen and what, what needs to happen. So, you fired up? <laughs> Ready to go? <laughs> um, it'd be so wonderful to deepen our connections and support for each other as we go through the journey together. So thank you very much, Janet. Just Thanks a for letting me come. pleasure to have you up here. Okay, we'll close with a loving kindness. Just um, feel what it's like to be part of, even for tonight, even if this is your first time here, to be part of community, that you're not alone. And you can, to whatever extent you want, deepen that connection. And that's so you can nourish yourself and let the best come out of you. Get in touch with the best that's right in there, all the goodness inside that wants to express your love. May I love well. May I express my caring well. May I use my gifts to make a difference in the world. And may I realize my true nature. And then sending those thoughts out to everybody here and in all directions, this planet that so wants to have everyone connect and bring out the best in each other. May we all see we're in this together. 
may we all more and more learn to bring out the best in each other. May we get in touch with our goodness and our caring and express it well. May we see our true nature not separate, this life expressing itself through all of us. And may our coming here together be for the benefit of all beings everywhere. May all beings find happiness, peace, and freedom. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.